Dateline, August 18th, 2014. Well, g'day folks and welcome to the Australia Desk for episode 312. Say, Grant, nice tan, buddy. Where have you been? Oh, mate, I thought so. I thought so. This is even after I've peeled twice. (laughs) I spent a week up in Darwin, mate, where the uh, minimum temperature was still four degrees warmer than Melbourne's maximum. Oh, and now what were you doing up there? Were you on holidays, on vacation? I mean, gee, some people have all the luck. Why weren't you down here working on, you know, important podcasty stuff? Well, I was. I was working on important podcasty stuff up there. I uh, took some time away from the day job and shot up to uh, join the media posse for Exercise Pitch Black. So we got to hang out with some of our great friends, including Andrew McLaughlin, Mikey Yeo. Uh, also got to meet Nigel Pittaway and uh, met Al from uh, Alert 5. So uh, those four fine folks, plus myself, went to hang out with uh, Eamon Hamilton, our main man in the RAF's uh, PAO area. And uh, he got us into all sorts of great stuff, uh, airside at the runways for takeoffs and landings. Uh, we went to walk through the new wedge tail, couldn't take any cameras or recording devices, but actually got to go on board that. Um, a few King Air rides to and from Tyndall Air Base to uh, t- catch up with folks out there. It was very full on, very fantastic. Yeah, of course, the cream of the crop there of Australia's, uh, you know, aviation uh, journalism, uh, you know, elite, really, when you think about it. Yeah, plus me. They let me slum along with <laughs> Zing! Great. <laughs> hey! Yeah, it's a very busy time up there. And, of course, uh, Grant Exercise Pitch Black, uh, probably the uh, premier uh, air defence exercise in this part of the world. Uh, every second year, I think, they hold it. That's correct, mate. Every second year. Uh, it's sort of our equivalent of Red Flag, but unlike Red Flag, it's not continuously operating and it doesn't have its own permanent dedicated staff. But what it does have is a whole lot more airspace about... I believe it's 600,000 square kilometres that they get to play in. They also have the uh, sensor systems so that they're able to track what all the aircraft are doing and who shot who and all that kind of stuff and replay it in glorious technical fidelity. And just like Red Flag, Grant, um, it's a multinational exercise. Uh, You know, Air Forces from uh, many parts of the world were here, including Singapore, including uh, from Thailand, I think, Grant. And of course, the United States were here as well and they brought some really cool F-16s. I love F-16s, mate. The only time we get to see them down here in Melbourne is when they bring them to Avalon, so uh, that was really good. And uh, you got to speak to uh, one of the crews there, Grant, from the Air National Guard. I spoke with Lieutenant Colonel Scott Abergast, and uh, he was the detachment commander uh, for the 12 F-16s that had come in from uh, South Korea. Yes, he might be a formidable air warrior, Grant, but uh, let's see how he stood up to a barrage of questions from uh, you and all your mates there uh, from you know Australia's aviation press. I'm the uh, 121st Fighter Squadron Commander. What are you doing in pitch black? What's, what's, your, what's your role in the exercise and how many jets did you bring? We brought uh, 12 aircraft. Uh, we are here to do large force employment and uh, in a variety of different roles. The mission sets are offensive counter air, defensive counter air. Uh, specifically, uh, we're doing uh, CAS and uh, strike and escort missions to protect strikers uh, based on what the uh, exercise requirements are for the multinationals that are playing. And you, I understand you deployed from Korea. We were part of a theater security package, and uh, the initial contingent was in Korea. So our uh, aircraft, we uh, shared half our aircraft were from Atlantic City, which is also a Jersey Air, or New Jersey Air, Air National Guard. Uh, and then the other half are our tails from uh, D.C. So we picked up the aircraft from Korea, and we brought them here for the exercise with our uh, pilots and maintainers. Do you have a, a squadron training program that you're, you're quitting as well? Given its large force employment, we're, we're doing a lot of uh, what they call mission commander upgrades uh, for some of our young guys. Uh, we have some young pilots that this is their first opportunity to fly in a multi-ship, 60-ship packages, and uh, so a lot of those guys are upgrading uh, to that last qualification. What sort of weapons are you simulating? Mainly GP-12s, uh, laser-guided bombs, uh, GP-38s, 
mainly uh, JDAMs and, and LGBs for now, but uh, there hasn't been a lot of GP, general purpose bonds. Where do you head from here? Are you staying on to do a bit of training afterwards, I understand? We're going to stay on uh, for Commando Sling and work with uh, Singapore and Australia for another exercise after this. Yep. Uh, and then we'll, we'll return. So the Commando Sling with the Singaporeans is going to be held here? It'll be held here, and I believe it's the first time they're, they're actually holding that exercise in, yes, uh, in Australia. Right. Yeah, it will be the first. Right, it'll be the first time in uh, Australia. Are you doing any tanking while you're here? We're not tanking. Uh, by our regulations, we have to tank with uh, USAF tankers, and there are none here for uh, the exercise. But you would have used them to come down from Korea for getting back oh, home. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, how, how many tanking sessions would you have had? Uh, it's normally eight or nine, uh, so it's about an eight and a half hour flight. From Korea to From here. Korea, and okay. then it's it'll take us a while to get home. Are you going <laughs> to go direct, or are you going to stage? No, we'll probably, uh, we'll probably go somewhere, Guam or, or Hawaii, and then stop and then try to complete the journey. Some of it kind of nice to have a break. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, you know, it's a little cockpit, and you're up there for uh, 10 hours at a time, it gets gets cramped. That, that, um, that is a major issue, is how do you keep yourself, uh, you know, what do you do when you're in the cockpit there? I mean, people complain about the seat pitch on a sure, domestic. Sure, sure. Yeah, we try to keep uh, each other entertained on the radios by uh, either telling stories or <laughs> playing Battleship or something, you know. <laughs> it's just right. a long, it's not like you can get up and uh, use a lavatory or something. So, yeah. Do you do like isometrics or things like that just to keep your muscles and legs from tense? No, not too much. I mean, you know, you just uh, have, a, have a drink and, you know, everything is, is an event and you're just trying to get through the, the time of being in there. But yeah. Has there been anything on this uh, pitch black that's been different for you uh, compared to other exercises? What's unique about being here? Most of the exercises uh, that specifically our unit have been involved with are, are, are namely in the CONUS or the United States. So it's, it's been interesting working with multinational partners and uh, dealing with some of the language issues, but also uh, we also had just done a exercise cruise X uh, last November, which is similar to pitch black and it was uh, hosted in Brazil. But yeah, most of us have never been to the PAC FAOR or obviously operated out of Australia. So all that's been unique cool. uh, in terms of being here and, and we're all excited to do it. Any lessons you're taking back? Uh, there's always lessons. So anytime you, you pack up and you know take your organization to halfway across the world and, and start operations, then uh, there's always lessons learned. And, and, we're, and we're trying to provide those to PACAF for subsequent units that, that will uh, host these or, or end up uh, participating in these exercises uh, that they won't make the same mistakes we did. So, Just to go back to that theater security package that you were talking about earlier, was it the DCA National Guard that, that manned that or was it a 50-50 with, with New Jersey as well? Uh, we split it 50-50 in terms of time mm-hmm. uh, and aircraft mm-hmm. and then uh, the pilots are 100% for the time window uh, allotted. Can you talk us through the Block 30? Um, sure. We, we, we talked briefly on the bus, but maybe go through the Block 30 and what upgrades have been done to the aircraft. Okay, so uh, it's a Block 30 big inlet. Right now you're kind of seeing it in an air-to-ground configuration, so those are the uh, wing tanks there. Uh, so if we're simulating for today and we're going out to do a strike mission, uh, we'd probably be simulating two GB-12s on uh, Station 3, two GB-38s uh, on Station 7, and then you have a, a 2x2 two two loadout, two AMRAMs, two, uh, we're carrying currently the 9X. Uh, on the right side, you can't see it on the chin, or what we call the right chin. It's on the inlet. You'll see a, a Lightning AT advanced target pod. Most of these uh, jets have been modded uh, with the uh, Scorpion helmet, if you're not familiar with that. But it's, uh, it's obviously a helmet mounted queuing system uh, that's y- unique uh, other than J-Hammock. So it, it, it provides the opportunity to use it on at night with MEGs, mm-hmm. which you don't have that capability with the uh, J-Hammocks. 
Well, now, um, not only did, uh, you know, they have the F-16s there, but, um, you know, there's some other interesting ones, including some Grippens, Grant. We don't see them in this part of the world, uh, well, hardly ever, actually. That's right, mate. The Royal Thai Air Force bought their uh, Saab Jazz 30 Grippens. First time I'd ever seen one, a real pocket rocket. Absolute delight. They used to have the F-16s. They've gone to the Grippens. And uh, when I interviewed one of the, uh, the pilots, uh, he was saying that it's sort of like going from the Nokia to the iPhone, um, almost but not quite entirely right down to the Angry Birds. Yeah, it was really great, actually. I got to catch up with uh, some folks that I haven't seen for a while and meet some new ones. And uh, yeah, really enjoyed, really enjoyed. Very busy, but very good. But don't worry, I'll be in the office tomorrow getting back into all the CASA documentation. Well, you enjoy that, mate. And uh, in the meantime, I guess we will be back next week after you finish doing all that wonderful documentation. Until then, I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Grant McCarran. Cheers, folks.